Welcome to Inspiring End-of-Life Conversations with Nina Impala. Do you have questions about death? How about events surrounding death? Or perhaps you have questions that need to be answered after death. On this program, we talk frankly and openly about the subject and invite you to share your comments and experiences as well. Now, here is your host, Nina Impala. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inspiring End-of-Life Conversations. Today, we are talking with Jolene Hill, who is from Australia. Bless her heart. We got our times right, and here we are together. Jolene is motivated to inspire families to have conversations about what really matters in life. Mm -hmm. She was a full-time caregiver for her husband when he was diagnosed with terminal cancer. With this experience and her background as a funeral director, she was inspired to create Your Life Talks. She's passionate about the importance of creating a record of our life's journey for future generations and having conversations about our end-of-life wishes. Jolene was inspired to create Your Life Talks with a mission to raise community awareness of the importance of initiating meaningful conversations with families to recognize our intrinsic need to remember, celebrate our life achievements. Her innovative conversation starters, cards, and booklets, your life story, and your life wishes have been embraced by the community as an ideal way to assist families with kick-starting these conversations. So welcome to the show, Jolene. Thank you, Nina. I've been looking so forward to it. Me too. Well, the first thing, you know, I thought about when uh, I was going through the cards, looking at the cards, is the importance of conversations, period. I mean, we've become such a texting society, you know, and I think it's really important to be able to sit down with another human being and talk about life. So, tell us, just give me a little bit of background on you know, how this kind of got started before, you know, we know about your husband and stuff. And uh, tell me how that went with your sons, because I remember you have five boys, correct? That's correct. I have five sons. So wow. uh, all adults, and they, they have their, their own families now. So uh, when my, my husband was, uh, was ill with cancer, uh, one of the things I, I discovered that would very much lift his spirits is if we spent a lot of time, obviously, sitting bedside with him. And if my sons asked him questions about his childhood or teenage years, he would start to tell them stories. And I, and I have to tell you, we were together 38 years, and much to my amazement, I was finding out a lot of things about my husband that I didn't know. There it is. <laughs> I know. Right? There it is. Uh, you know, he was telling stories about when he was a, a teenager and his early years as, as an apprentice at work. And uh, this it was wonderful for both myself and my sons, but also for him. It absolutely lifted his spirits to be able to talk to them. And one of the things I noticed he found was he, he really liked talking about what was important to him during his life and also mm. the values that he held very close. And he was enjoying imparting those to his sons um, through storytelling about his life. And, you know, you have, it's autobiographical storytelling, you know, and that means events that have mattered in your life 
that are really important. And I think what's really beautiful that you have on your website is that you put, it's not about just describing facts. There's so much feeling like what you're describing with your husband right now. You know, there's so much feeling and it brought him so much joy. So there was such a connection and uh, depth to the conversation. Yes, and, and that's interesting because when you talk to people, they often say, they will say, well, look, uh, firstly, they say, I wouldn't know where to start talking about my life story. Okay. Uh, so they're thinking of it in terms of a timeline. And I don't know about you, but um, I'm in my 60s and, and I would find it difficult to give you a timeline. I'd have to sit and, and do some research. But it's not really about talking about the timeline of your life story. It's, it's about telling stories from your life. And it's quite interesting once you start telling some stories, what it jogs your memory. And one story leads to another. And, and it's amazing what you will start remembering. Uh, once I you have, start that process, you know when I was when I was working um, pretty well like full time in hospice, one of the things I used to love to do with my couples that have been together a long time. In fact, I was talking to a, um, a woman today, or mom and dad have been together sixty four years, and oh. they're both <laughs> still going strong. Imagine the stories there. But when I went into a home one day, and I'll never ever forget this. There was, there was, you could tell that they were deeply in love. They had a long life together and he was laying in the bed. He was the one that was passing away and she was just holding his hand and she looked so sad. She was just staring at him. And I said, tell me how you met. And the, the, the moment was like, it, it was just the most beautiful moment. And, and I will never, ever forget it. They both looked at me, their eyes got really big and it's like, oh, do we have a story to share with you? <laughs> and that is the purpose of these cards that I feel. You know, I thought about that story a lot when I was, when I was um, using the cards. And I kind of did a little bit with my son. And I was doing a lot with my sweetheart. And I found that the main word that kept coming up for me was the depth. How are you finding this working in the community? It's amazing. It's, uh, I go out a lot and I give community talks. In fact, I have over 30 speakers in Australia and New Zealand who go out to community and care groups. And we just give talks and we make them a lot of fun by giving the cards out and getting the group to join in by reading a question and, and telling a story uh, from that question. And it's interesting, you know, the, the first person that will volunteer to take a card, they're usually a little bit shy, but by the time we get to the second and third person, everybody wants to tell you a story from their life. I think oh. it's universal. I think, you know, really we've been, people have been sharing stories since the beginning of time. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, we, we as you said, it's... Uh, uh, not so much now that we're in the digital world, but if you think about TED Talks, uh, the one thing that they have in common, whether they're about science or business or human resilience, is that the teller can usually spin a good yarn and we all like listening to a good story. So telling stories from our life is, 
apart from the health benefits for the person telling something about their life story, it's good for the listener as well. Well, it's kind of their hit. It's a hit. It's history. It you is. know, you. I've heard you talk about. I don't know if I saw it on LinkedIn or um, just hearing you speak about it being like a talking stick. Most definitely, that's that's one of the things we have found out in the community. That, uh, and I, I can give you a very quick example of that to to Please elaborate do. what I mean. So I'm I'm talking to a a, a cancer group. So these are people. Uh, they're a support group for people who have experienced cancer, and they meet once a month. And they have been meeting for 14 years. And I have a lady who is sitting near me, and she's very quiet. So when I reached the part where I offered to give out some cards, to my surprise, she put a hand up. She would like a card. Uh, now, she read the question on her card, and you mentioned this card to me before, Nina. The, the question was, tell me three words that best describe you. Yes. That's one of those questions you do have to give a little bit of thought to. True, true. Um, now, the, when she read that out, the convener of the group said, oh, Betty, that, that would probably be quite, quite, quite. So obviously Betty was a very quiet contributor to the group. Okay. Her first word was survivor. And I thought, well, that's, that's you know, I'm in a cancer support group, so that's understandable. Yes. But no, the reason she said survivor was because she had been a survivor of domestic violence for 40 years. In oh, marriage. wow. And she talked for about 15 minutes about this and her children and how they had come through that experience. Now, I looked around that group and literally their mouths were open because yeah. Betty had been part of the group for 14 years. She had never, ever spoken about this. So I just say, you know, the cards are a bit like being handed a talking stick or they're, they're your permission to speak. And she read that card and she felt after 14 years she had permission to now tell her story. Mm. So that's a, that's a very powerful example of, it of is. how the cards can work. And I think sometimes, you know, in, in my head, you know, we go about doing our daily life and going to work, doing whatever it is we do in our life. And all of that pretty much gets tucked away. And unfortunately, it does come out at the end of life. You know, I remember when my own mom had cancer. I hold my, my, my brain. I mean, my mom and I were really close, but in my brain, I kept thinking, God, is there anything I need to talk to her about before she goes? Is there anything that I need to know? Yeah. You know? And... I think that writing it down, because there's things that she told me that I can't remember now that I wish I could. And um, this is the part that I, I love about these cards is you can get a journal to go with it. Because absolutely. when you put the pen to paper, you know, and I want that, you know, I mean, I've written a book. And so there's a lot in my book that I've written that my, my sons will have. But life has done a lot since then, you know, even in, in the childhood stuff isn't in there. So I think it's really important. And it's so interesting to me because I've done hospice a really long time. How, when we get to the end, is when we got these questions. So why not do it now? Absolutely. And, and even worse, you might not get the opportunity. You yes. know, I think, I think when I give talks and... Uh, I, I think uh, we all think that, you know, we're going to 
reach a certain age. I think many of us have a goal age. We think, you know, mum or dad passed in their 90s. I, I think I should get to 90. Um, but really, none of us knows what's ahead of us. And, uh, you know, why not do this while we're, we can make clear decisions and remember these stories from our life and, and get them recorded? And, and we encourage people, if it's too hard to write them down, it's, it's simple to just, you know, put a recorder on and talk. That's um, true too. My father-in-law passed away and he, uh, he knew for about 18 months he had a terminal illness and, uh, and he did a lot of talking and recorded a lot of his stories from the war and it's wonderful for his grandsons. They, they have those uh, recordings of him telling these stories now. So it's so important, it really is. Well, when you, you know, going through what you did with your husband, you know, married 34 years, five children, I, I mean, you lived a life together, you know, and one of the things about, you know, inspiring end-of-life conversations is, is truly what you're doing. It is about inspiring people through death to be creative and change their life and open up to just how special and how precious our life is. And these cards do that. That's what I love about them. I mean, they're, you know, we're going to go through the cards a little more, but what's so interesting to me is the fact that as I was looking at these and what this show is about, it, it's like so important to remember that you are going to die, but you've lived a life. And it is full of experiences, having children, even if you went through divorce or, you know, or went through cancer or something like that, you've lived. Or like your, your lady said, she's a survivor. Absolutely. And, and once you're, you're telling those stories, like, you know, you're really validating your life and, and acknowledging your achievements, successes, and disappointments in life as well. I we all have it. Absolutely, and the number of times I've been talking in groups and, and people would say, I don't really have a lot to tell. Aww. And you encourage them with just one question and half an hour later you need to stop them because right. <laughs> they realise that people are, are really interested in interesting. the stories. That, yeah, they, they just don't realise how interesting their stories are to people. Do you have um, people that cry? Uh, yes, we do, and that's that's probably you know something as well. But we we also say to people, look, not every question is going to apply to you, and there also might be questions there that are painful that How you did, might not want to answer at yeah. all, or you might want to take your time about answering. Right. How did you come up with the questions, Jolene? Tell us a little bit about that, because there's, I mean, you have fifty, but you know, did you just sit down with a group and? We did. We sat down. I think we started with 150 questions. Wow. It was very difficult. We didn't want to have 100 cards. We, we tried to narrow it down uh, to have, A, some sort of time frame because you want to encourage people to talk about their childhood and teenage formative years if they wish to. But we tried to frame the questions so that they would lead to a story. Okay. So. We didn't want questions where people would just give a three-word answer. We wanted ones to encourage people to think a little bit and perhaps see if they could think of stories that were attached to that question because, as I said, one story often leads to another story which yep. starts to trigger more memories to come back. Yes, and probably quite colourful too. Some people are 
probably get quite colorful after they've been talking a while, you know. And, <laughs> and I think it's important to mention on the cards that they don't have to be chronologically. It's, it's kind of like uh, one of the things that you describe on your website. You can, there's like three different ways to use the cards, correct? Yes, that's right. It, you don't need to use them in the, the order that they're in. It can simply be that you might just want to put them down and just pick a card, any card, which is what we normally do with people. And, um, you know, if you have a story that you can tell us with that question, we'll, well, off you go. It's, it, there's no, uh, it's not gamified in any way and there's no order. They are simply conversation starters. Mm-hmm. Um, but because they're tactile and they're uh, uh, non-threatening to people, it's not like sitting in front of somebody with a clipboard and pen saying, right, I want to know your life story, let's start at the beginning. That's oh, God, that would be people. terrifying. <laughs> Yes, and, you know, most people would go, that's just too difficult, I can't do that, I'm sorry, whereas yeah. the cards are just triggers to get us talking. Yeah, like a coffee game, that's what I would call it. You know, it's like Absolutely. a coffee yeah. game. have yourself a cup of tea, or how they say it in Australia, a cuppa. And, a uh, cuppa. <laughs> a cuppa. And, you know, a cup of coffee and sit down like that. That's kind of what I think, you know, and I think with cares um you know when you're putting it out there with cares and stuff i just think it's so good because people get so lonely you know and and if it's not a family member or you are a care that you could go out with these cards and just maybe do it as a gift or something like that you know in hospice they they do have something kind of similar to that but it's nothing like these cards and i just really really uh they're inspiring they really are inspiring I know we're getting close to a break. So what I'd like to do is go on the break. And then when we get back, we're going to go through, talk a little bit, go into depth a little bit more about the cards. So let's do that. And we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Nina offers an alternative to traditional counseling. Sessions are not just 50 minutes, but a full hour. When you go in for a regular counseling session, many times you don't remember everything. Nina's difference is a summary email after each session and or a follow-up phone call if needed up to two weeks after. Nina also provides hospital visit consultations as necessary. Sessions with Nina and Paula are $250, and if you book a three-session package, you will get a $100 discount. Let's get you feeling peaceful and happy again. Losing someone we love is one of the most challenging, fearful, and heart-rending experiences we are ever likely to face. In her book, Dearly Departed, Nina Impala shares stories of her experiences as a hospice volunteer for more than 12 years and how those experiences prepared her for the final days of her own parents. Nina emphasizes the importance of being a good listener and living a good life. Dearly Departed by Nina Impala is available in paperback or Kindle edition through Amazon.com or your favorite book retailer. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Inspiring End-of-Life Conversations. If you have a question for Nina Impala or her guest today, call into our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to tutoringforthespirit at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, and we're back with Jolene Hill from Your Life Talks. So we ended talking about the, I think, the beauty and the intensity of these cards when you start working with them. And uh, you had a little bit more to say about that, Jolene. Yes, I was going to say that the the telling stories from your life can, and research has shown this, can have a restorative power. Uh, Nostalgia contributes to feelings of optimism. And the flow-on effect from that can be that um, if people are experiencing physical pain because they're ill, it can help to lessen the pain. Um, It can improve their mood and often it can help to uh, people to cope with loneliness. So there there are, you know, wonderful flow-on health benefits from life storytelling and they find this a lot in the aged care setting. Yes, and it's you know there's a the sense of release I think in in life when we're able to speak about things that have been inside of us a long time, you know there's just that sense of oh that felt good to talk about that or felt good to tell somebody about that you know and and then feeling you know not so lonely or not so sad or not feeling judged I think you know so I think sometimes people hold on um, to some of the stories in their life because they don't want to be judged. And I think creating that space with these cards where it's just, you know, unconditional, tell me about what this was like or what that was like for you. I just think it's really, really beautiful, you know, because life's not all, what do they say, a bowl of cherries? <laughs> you know, it's just, there's, there's good and bad, you know, and um, that's what I wanted to talk about is with the cards, when I was going through them, and we were talking about um, a few things I was doing with my sweetie. We were driving on a long drive, and I thought, okay, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go through these cards a little bit. And I found that there was a few cards that I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to answer that one, you know. So I put it on the bottom of the pile. So, you know, because people have had all kinds of different experiences in their life, and not everybody was married for a long time or had a great relationship with their kids or whatever. You know, how how does that part work? Uh, it does. You're quite right, Nina. It does. There's 50 cards there, and and not every question is going to be applicable to everybody. Some of the cards you might read a question and say, "Well, uh, that doesn't apply to me." Mm-hmm. Um, some of them, you know, as you said, not everybody has had a happy childhood, for instance. Yes. Um, I was talking to you. We do a lot of work with the Polish community here in Australia. Mm-hmm. And I know from working with the seniors there, um, 
it's very difficult for some of those people to uh, reflect back on their childhood during the war years. And yes. so, um, you know, we, we encourage people if they're not comfortable with the question uh, to leave that. They might want to come back to it. Um, it might be that they feel the need to think about it a bit more before they jump in and start talking you know, about that. It does kind of bubble up later, and I can tell you a little story about that because one of the cards that was in here was, tell me about the most frightening experience that happened to you. And I went, hmm, wow. And the next day, I remembered it, and I know it was something that I tried to push out of my brain because it was when my youngest son was about four years old, and we were, we were at the beach, and the beach was really crowded, and he was playing on a play structure, and I, you know, was like, Mom's going to be right here. And the sun was in my eyes really bad. I moved a foot or two, and he didn't see me, and he went looking for me. Oh. And this was a beach that was packed. It was the middle of the summer, and gratefully so, he was found, you know, but I will never, ever, ever forget what that felt like. You know, it just was a horrible feeling. I remember reading, you know, later I I was, when I got it, when it came through, you know, because that's something that I didn't want to actually remember or think about, you know, it was like, whoa, yeah, that was so frightening, you know. And mm-hmm. I think if you think about memories inside of you, I, I mean, I'm getting a visual picture, but, you know, like little, little, um, did you ever see the movie, uh, here I go, um, it was about emotion and the little, um, were like these little balls for sadness. Oh, yes. What's I know what you mean. Um, <laughs> I can't tell you the name of it, but I was fascinated by the Gosh, if somebody knows, thought. call in, please, because I'm trying to remember <laughs> the name of it. But there were all these memories, and there was um, sadness, and Joy was the main character in this movie. And um, she always wanted to make everything happy. So whenever sadness showed up, she said, no, no, sadness, you can't do that right now, that you're going to make mm-hmm. her so sad. But the importance was the sadness is what taught her things yes. and helped her to manage life. Gosh, I can remember the name of that movie. <laughs> Anyways, if you're listening, well, just text it to me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was really deep. And I just remember thinking, you know, there's just some things that people just aren't ready to share, but maybe it'll just take a next meeting or another day. Well, and, and sometimes people do decide like, for instance, the lady who was in the cancer carers group, uh, they do decide to talk about something that is difficult for them, but, you know, they, they might have wanted to talk about but never found the opportunity or the right time. Right. If they do, you know, can sometimes work as a, as a therapy session. Yes. Uh, if people then, even for yourself, talking about that because you had guilt feelings about that incident with your son. Yes. Um, so it can sort of feel therapeutic to actually talk about it and it, it lightens the psychological burden a little and, and sometimes it can provide a resolution for a past issue, um, being given the opportunity in a safe environment to talk about it. Um, but, of course, we have to handle those very carefully and that's why we encourage people, if they're not comfortable, to not talk about uh, that one and maybe come back to it at a later time. The movie name is Inside Out. 
Insider. I would never have remembered. <laughs> can remember the movie clearly, but I would never have remembered the name. I have an avid listener that let me know. Yeah, Inside Out. But it's a very po- powerful movie about emotions and it is. what they mm-hmm. do to us. I just love that movie. And and these cards, you know, they 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 bring up stuff. They make it very visceral. And I, it's for me. In, in you know working in death and dying and you had a, a private a previous um, work experience as a funeral director we know what people go through and things that they wished and now you have other cards about your life wishes let's touch on that a little bit tell us about those Jolene well interestingly the the your life wishes cards are designed uh, to get people talking and having those conversations with their family about what they would like uh, uh, as they're ageing. So they sort of, they encompass that that area in life where we need to start thinking about putting our affairs in order and talking okay. to our family about what we would like if we should lose our independence and we need some level of care. Mm. Uh, so uh, we designed those cards. They, they go right through the journey of uh talking about what we should also want if we're approaching end of life in terms of our health care. Okay. Uh, because, you know, sometimes, and I experienced this with my husband, and, and this was actually the impetus that I designed the cards because when my husband became ill, really it is not the best time to have that conversation about that's what right. we want for end of life care. Yes. And exactly um, right. my husband became, he was no longer able to speak for himself Mm. And sadly, um, we're a big loving family, but we started to disagree about what sort of health care he should have. Okay. And, uh, you know, this is the last time, this is not the time you want your family to be having disagreements. No. Mm-mm. It is already extremely stressful. And uh, I realized it's very important that we talk to our families about what we would want towards the end of our lives. So I designed the Your Life Wishes cards sent them out to uh, industry health professionals. They okay. helped me refine those cards, but they did ask if I could also design some cards to get people talking about their life story. So I, I said, look, that's, that's reflecting on your life, whereas the Your Life Wishes cards are looking to your future. So I designed the Your Life Story cards as, as a, a different set of cards. But the wonderful thing is we, we know from uh, the feedback we're given that having people talk about their life story, uh, they talk about what's important to them during their life and their values, and that is a natural segue into talking about what they would like in their future. So the two sets of cards work perfectly together. So, like, I'm looking at these, and it says, and I I like, you know what, I really like this one. This says, do you have a preference for the clothes you wish to be dressed in for your burial service? (laughs) Isn't that great? I mean, I want to be looking good. <laughs> one of them put me in something that I hate, you know? And then, um, and these other ones I think are very important. So, are there any medical treatments that are inconsistent with your personal preferences or under yes. what circumstances would you consider ceasing medical intervention and entering into palliative care? I've worked in hospital settings a lot and I've witnessed people being kept alive because the families are so afraid to let them go. And it's 
So apparent that the Mm -hmm. person, it's time and there's no talking them out of it. You just got to let them go through it. And I don't try and talk them out of it. Obviously, nobody should ever do that. But you just hold space and allow them, you know, and maybe through even these cards, you know, you can sit down and talk to them and ask them questions about that. And that, that of course, is a difficult conversation to have with your family. Yes. Although, interestingly, from my experience, a lot of seniors tell us, look, we'd love to have that conversation with our adult children, but when we try, the adult children say, oh, no, we don't want to discuss that. It's, That's it's, true. It's in the future, we, we don't want to talk about that now. Yeah. Um, so... Or adult children say to us, we'd love to have that conversation with mum or dad or grandma or granddad, but we don't know how to start. And it's it's very uh, difficult, excuse me, to bring the subject up. So once again, these cards are icebreakers. They're to get that conversation going. And as you know from looking at them, they're suggestions on what you should talk to your family about. Yeah. Especially, you know, I, 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 you know, and, and both of us have been in the death and dying business and what you were just talking about, you know, what we witness. And that's why I'm so passionate about what I do. And that's why I know you're so passionate about you, what you do, because we want people to have a good death. You just need to have a good death. And the more prepared for it you are, you, you, can, you can have a good death. And I mean, it sounds weird to say that, you know, because if you if get cancer or something like that, but this is a part of life. And, you know, dying is still a mystery. You know, we just don't know exactly what's going to happen at the time of death doing something that we do alone. But at least with information like what you're doing here, it kind of smooths it out a little bit and helps you get ready. And well, I, I, I think it, it gives peace of mind to the person uh, who is talking about their future wishes, and it gives it's a gift to their family. Yeah. I would have I, it would have been a gift to myself and my sons um, if my husband David had told us what he wanted yeah. during that final month of his life, and we weren't guessing. I mean, I I was pretty sure that I knew, but because it hadn't been openly discussed, yes, uh, my sons were not agreeing on what health intervention there should be and it's extremely difficult so you are giving your family a gift by having these conversations while you're healthy and clear-minded and and can tell them what your wishes are what your decisions are well you've made a really good point and uh, I want to just say something about that because you have five sons I have two sons and I want them to be on the same page when I get to that point I don't want them yeah. to argue over me. I don't want them to worry about me. I want them to know everything. So I can imagine with, you know, two or more children, the conflict that you don't want to have at a hospital. If dad has a stroke or mom has a stroke and quick decisions got to be made, it needs to be really clear about what needs to happen in those moments so you don't have all this emotion playing into it and guilt all the other things that go with it. So you you have on your website, I just love what you, oh, you have so many beautiful things on the website. So go look at them. It's um, yourlifetalks.com, right? That's right, yes. Okay. And a well-told story is a gift that invites you to relate to a story in a deep and intimate way. And it's treasured 
by family members. And whether it's like what you're talking about right now, um, when you get to that point, or whether you're learning a lot about them and their life story from when they were younger, you know, it's, it's interesting because when you think about it, our lives do kind of read like a novel. Yes. Don't you think so? I believe that too. I just think your life is reads like a novel and you could have a lot of different chapters in that book and nobody really gets to know the whole book. And that's they, what the, the cards they do. Don't, you know, people think that their family do know their life story. <laughs> um, that's something that I found. They say, well, my children know everything about my life, but I, I always say, I guarantee if you sit down for an hour and uh, you use some of the cards, you'll find that there is so much that they don't know about your life story because we simply, it's a busy life that we all lead now. And even though we might have family dinners and, and we spend time together, we don't usually start talking about uh, in depth about our life story. We're usually talking about the weather or, uh, you know, current affairs or what's happening with the sport. Um, but yeah. talking about our life story is not something that we usually talk about. So there, there will be a lot that, that your family don't know. Yeah. You know, it's like, haven't you ever been to, like, I, it happens to me all the time, whether I go to a grocery store or I go to some place, will start just open up to me. And I think sometimes it's easier with a stranger, like I'll have somebody say their whole life story to me and I'll just be like, hmm. <laughs> where did that come from? And, you know, I don't know if that's an energy thing of uh, my energy being very welcoming, but I, I find that always really interesting. But yet in our families, you have to create safety and go slow and use the cards, you know, in a way that opens up the conversation, just as you say, instead of, you know, it normally does not happen like that when someone just says, I don't know why I told you all that. <laughs> do you know the difference <laughs> that I'm talking about? I'm sure that's probably happened to you as well because of what you do. Well, people just come up and tell you a lot and then you encourage them to talk to their family about it. Of course, if you're, if you're talking to somebody you've only just met or as you said at the supermarket, there is a certain safety there and that you might never see that person again. It's very different to talking to your family and dealing oh, yes. with the dynamics within your family that yeah. uh, you need to be a little bit more careful about how you're presenting the story and yeah. uh, exactly what you're talking about. But yes. Absolutely a valuable exercise to go through. Yes, I know. And so it's, it's all good. And I, I love this conversation. I am going to go to our other break and when we get back, we're going to talk about your app because you do have an app now, correct? That's right. Yes, brand new. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be discussing that when we're, and we'll be right back. Thanks so much. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Nina offers an alternative to traditional counseling. Sessions are not just 50 minutes, but a full hour. When you go in for a regular counseling session, many times you don't remember everything. Nina's difference is a summary email after each session and or a follow-up phone call if needed up to two weeks after. Nina also provides hospital visit consultations as necessary. Sessions with Nina and Paula are $250. And if you book a three-session package, you will get a $100 discount. Let's get you feeling peaceful and happy again. Losing someone we love is one of the most challenging, fearful, 
and heart-rending experiences we are ever likely to face. In her book, Dearly Departed, Nina Impala shares stories of her experiences as a hospice volunteer for more than 12 years and how those experiences prepared her for the final days of her own parents. Nina emphasizes the importance of being a good listener and living a good life. Dearly Departed by Nina Impala is available in paperback or Kindle edition through Amazon.com or your favorite book retailer. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Inspiring End-of-Life Conversations. If you have a question for Nina Impala or her guest today, call into our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to tutoringforthespirit at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And we're back with Jolene from Your Life Talks. So just before the break, we were talking about the app. And what's interesting to me is it's an app. So <laughs> tell us how that works and why you guys decided to do that. Well, we, we had a lot of people asking us, were we going to develop an app? And I must say, we were resistant to that idea. You know, we were all about, this is, this is all about the conversation and, and people sitting and, and listening and sharing stories, uh, but uh, we we realise that it, it it's a digital world now, and and a lot of people, it's an instant world, isn't it? That people want everything instantly, and so we that there is a certain number of people that uh, uh, if it's if it's if it's not on a phone, they're not going to do it. So we thought we should do something for those people as well to give them the opportunity to capture these important conversations. So. We went ahead and developed the, the Your Life Talks app. Okay. And it, it's only just been launched um, a few weeks ago. Oh, it wow. Back- Congratulations. Yeah, it's been quite a journey. I bet. <laughs> um, so basically, it is the cards, but they're on an app. So if you have a look at it, you'll see they're exactly the same as the cards, the physical cards. Okay. Um, but the app is a, you can either talk or type. So you can either key in the answers to those questions and, and oh. write the stories in there or you can uh, simply talk and it will turn it into text for you um, oh, like that's... most smartphones will do. So that's a, a, a great feature for people to have as well. You know, I could see something like that working in hospice. I'm just kind of thinking of some of the patients that I've had where, you know, they don't have a lot of energy. You know, if if you're doing this at that juncture, you know, they don't have a lot of energy, then it would be nice because you could just talk into it. And it also, that's right, and it gives the advantage of you're maintaining eye contact. You're Mm -hmm. not being distracted by, uh, you know, writing or keying something in that you can maintain eye contact and they can just uh, talk. 
Well, you know, the uh, younger generation, they, they grieve in technology. Um, actually, I think through, you know, either they're watching, and I mean young, so people that have had, um, you know, just suffered through some horrific deaths or disease processes and things like that, that they go on YouTube and they, they look for things to help them always on the computer, always on their phone. So I think you're right about that. You know, I was surprised. I saw it on your website. I went, wow, they got an app now. But it sounds like you did a really good job with it and you made it very user-friendly. We've tried to make it as user-friendly as we possibly can because <laughs> this is all about encouraging people to have these conversations. So um, it needed to be uh, easy and we're just in the process this week of adding more features to the app. It's always okay. with apps. I've learned it's a process. You you do mm-hmm. it in stages. So mm-hmm. um, we will add the feature where once people have uh, gone through the cards and um, answered the questions and submitted those answers, we will be able to. Uh, they'll be able to uh, have that in a, sent back to them as an e document. So it basically it's the same as the cards. It comes. It will come with a journal, and okay. they'll be able to have that journal as a as an e-booklet sent to them. So we're adding that in this week. Have you got any response back on it? <clears throat> have you got any response back from people that have used it already? And we have. We we sent it out to a, a large group of our um, uh, supporters, our advocates out there, and uh, to get some feedback, which is wonderful because, uh, as you know, with any new product, you need to people to trial it for you and come back and tell you how you can improve your product. So uh, as I said, it's early stages and we're just getting feedback now, but it's it's all pretty positive, just a few little things that we need to tweak and uh, we'll, we'll add our booklets in there and hopefully this is going, we hope it's going to get it out there to a, a much wider audience. Okay. Um, and it can be used independently. It can be used in conjunction with the cards as well. So um, they, they all operate separately or together, however people want to go about using them. And, of course, that depends on the situation that they're using them in. As you mentioned, if, you know, if somebody is in hospice and they're not well, um, being able to let them just talk and record that would be a wonderful option. I do. Yeah, I think it would be a great, a really great idea. You know, I want to touch on something before, you know, we get too close to the end on the show. I want to you to tell us just from your experience that you have people let's just say here I'll use myself as an example so let's say I come from a family where people just don't want to talk and my parents are elderly and they're you know they're getting to a point in their life where they're they're really starting to go kind of inside instead of outwardly right yeah yeah how would you tell that family member to start this process? Well, it, it can be tricky, but from my experience and, and uh, the people that I work with, uh, it's it's often good to use prompts. So, you know, if you have, for instance, family photographs and you can go to them and say, look, I'm just I'm putting these in some sort of order. And I found some photos here and I'm, I'm just not sure exactly when it was taken or I'm not sure who this is in the photo with you. Mm. 
That's a good that's idea. That's a great way to get people talking. You know, they look and they say, Pictures. oh, that's such and such. Yeah, that was, that was when we were on a trip um, around about this time. So it's it's kind of like getting the, the story started but uh, in an indirect way or even if it's not photographs, um, even, you know, you might have yourself or they might have some sort of memorabilia sitting around the house. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You can always do the. Where did you get this from again? Did you know Uncle James give this to you? Or, so it sounds you like know, you need to be a little tricky. You have to be a little bit tricky because you know if you say I want to sit here and start asking you stories about your life, you you're saying that you you think you might get some resistance to that suggestion. So you have to be a little bit sneaky and see if you can't encourage it through other means. So um, I would say that would almost go both ways. So it, it might even be, you know, if it was the parents, because you were saying that sometimes the kids are like, no, we're, we're, we're not thinking that way yet. We're not going down that road, mom or dad. So they, in, in turn, they could kind of do the same thing as maybe bring up some pictures and when the, the kids come over for dinner or come over for a cup of coffee or something like that. Absolutely. And, and you know, if, if the seniors that are saying that their adult children don't want to hear, I, I think I think in that case you need to tell them how important it is to you. You know, it, this is really important to me that I, I tell you some of these things about what I want in my future. Um, you know, I think adult children think that it's going to be upsetting for you. Okay. Uh, but I, I think you need to express how important it is for your peace of mind <laughs> to be able to talk to them and tell them some of the things that you would like them to know. Uh, so, And see uh, this information that you're giving. I mean, it's just really basic. You and I are dealing with death and dying all the time, and we talk about it all the time. But for the average person, this is something they maybe do one, two, three times in their life, you know. And so it's different to be able to just, it's like we're introducing something to people to have conversations, to talk about it and to find ways to do it because life goes by so quickly. Uh, it does. And as you said, we're, we're familiar with talking about death and dying, but most people are not. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one of the things I encourage people to do as well is to get their grandchildren involved if, if they're of an age, uh, oh, yeah. uh, you know, in their teens because right. um, in, in some ways they are more practical than perhaps their baby boomer parents who mm. can't deal with their aged, pe- you know, this would be their, their grandparents. They're, they're, the grandchildren of their teenagers or in their 20s are, are much more open to saying, oh, yes, you do need to talk to grandma and granddad about this, mum yeah. and dad. You know, you, you need to have a conversation with them. So we encourage people if their um, grandchildren are of that age to involve them in, in this as well. I think that's such a great idea. Yeah, because a lot of times the grandkids are going to be closer, you know, to grandma and grandpa. And then, then they could give their parents a nudge. You know, did you know that grandpa when he lived on a farm back in, you know, you know something like that, where you're, the kids just come up with it. And then the parents are like, what? You know, and that it's another way to start the conversation. So it's basically, you got to get creative. 
you do need to get creative and, uh, you know, always keep in mind how important these conversations are. We all procrastinate. It's, a you know, our human nature to procrastinate. But I think maybe with the pandemic, yeah. uh, it, it has, you know, been more at the forefront of a lot of people's minds that they should have these conversations uh, with their families, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, Jolene, please tell us anything that you want to tell us about uh, your life talks before we end here in about two minutes, and um, so that I can we can get your information out there if you want the cards, and also if you would like to start this group. I know I have people listening in Australia. You know, it's it's a really lovely thing. So go ahead, Jolene, tell us anything you want to. Uh, well, basically, I I just. Uh, I can't emphasize enough how important it is to think about having these conversations with your family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it is a difficult thing to talk about what you want in your future, but as I said before, it is such a gift to give your family to let them know yes. uh, what you have in mind for your future. And, uh, you know, it, it, and you have the, the experience of being in a hospice. Um, yeah. And as you know, you've, you've witnessed this where, you know in your heart that people are ready to go, but their family yes. uh, are just determined to hang on. And, you know, it's it's really giving the family permission. If you've had that discussion and said, I really do not want any uh, medical uh, intervention Attention. when I reach a certain stage, it's, it's such a gift for them because um, you won't go through that experience of the family feeling okay. guilty. You never okay. want your family to feel guilty at that stage, do you? We got about one more minute. And what I want to say is your website is yourlifetalks.com. Yes, that's right. Yourlifetalks.com and the, the app is available on, on Google Store and the App Store as Your Life Talks. Okay, fantastic. Jolene, this has been wonderful. And uh, so glad that you joined me today. And I'm glad that everybody was listening. So thanks for being on the show. It's been lovely. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you, Nina. Okay, you're welcome. So, this has been great. I encourage you to get these cards. It's really, it's really, um, God is not even a word to describe it. You know, even when I was going through them myself, I think it's important for everybody to have conversations and be with your family, stay close, learn what you need to learn, be curious, hang in there out there, wherever you are, and uh, take good care. And we'll be back in a week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. We hope you have found hope in this week's edition of Inspiring End-of-Life Conversations. Please join your host, Nina Impala, for another program next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll talk again soon.